a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. The Washington, D.C. Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has opened back up for public tours after being closed for a few years for renovations and uh, postponement during the pandemic. We want to look now at a community reaction to what is happening with the opening of the temple for this open house period and uh, looking at those from other faith groups, other members of the local community. Really pleased to have joining us on the program, Al Jackson. You may recognize that name. He's a former Utah State legislator uh, who lives out in the Washington, D.C. area, is also a a leader in the local uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as a stake president. Uh, He's also just recently become the president of Land That I Love, a Utah-based company uh, that's creating the Bible of American history to commemorate the upcoming 250th anniversary of our country's founding. And Al, thanks for joining us today. It's good to be here, boy. Good to hear your voice. I miss you terribly. <laughs> hey, we, we miss you out here, and uh, we appreciate you taking a little bit of time. You've had a really unique perspective uh, with both a, a Utah tie and living out there and, of course, uh, leading a stake, a group of congregations uh, out there. And I know you've been uh, heavily involved in the community there, some interfaith work. What's the reaction been in the local community to this uh, opening of the Washington, D.C. Temple for Public Tours? Thanks for your question. You know, that temple has always been a fascination of the community as a whole because it, I don't know if you've seen it, but it sits right on the beltway and it, it's out, often used as a traffic landmark, but it looks like a castle from the beltway as, as you know, thousands of people drive by it every day. So there's always been a fascination with it. And, you know, the last time it was open to the public, I believe was 1974 or, you know, some sometime around that time period. And so this this is a unique opportunity for individuals to just go in and see it because it's such a landmark and such a part of the community. And and folks are very curious about it. So we, we've had quite a outpouring of interest in, in, in attending. And in fact, I was at a press conference yesterday and we had several folks from the media that that were there to take pictures and, and go on a tour. So it, it's 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 really exciting because we've been out without it now for uh, almost four years. Yeah, you, you mentioned that uh, site coming around the Beltway there, and uh, I thought it was interesting yesterday. Uh, Elder Garrett W. Gong of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ uh, made an interesting note. He lived there in the D.C. area 
for 20 years and uh, was used to having that as part of the traffic report <laughs> every morning right, in terms right. of what was going on and and now has said no now it's time to get out of the traffic and uh, and come feel the the peace of this uh, Al tell us some of the interaction you've had with maybe some of the other faith communities there in the the local area as you've functioned in your role as a stake president again leading a number of congregations in that area You know it it's been really cool and a it's a it's a start of a conversation and it's also been a bridge to mm-hmm. other faiths and so you know we've got folks like name Archibald and Marriott and Folger and Pratt and so forth that are very prominent in the community here so the church has a very good and solid reputation among the community in terms of uh, its leadership it's shown and, and the number of, of members as you highlighted part of our congregations that are out here. So there's a, a strong interest in coming in to see it. We have very good relationships with other people of other faiths, and we've really worked hard at doing that. You know, the church has a public affairs office here that is open, and, and they, that's what they spend the majority of their time doing, is reaching out to other faiths and other uh, leaders of other nations through the ambassador corps that's here. So it's uh, there's a buzz. There is a buzz in the area, and it, it just in in a, in a time of contention and division, I, I see the temple as a means for bringing people together. And it was so cool being in there yesterday with uh, Elder Gong, as you highlighted, and and seeing him and giving his perspective on things in terms of a, a unify a unifying message is what he articulated. Yeah, and uh, we're actually going to have a conversation with Elder Gong coming up at uh, 2.20 today. Yeah, don't miss that. Uh, we'll have uh, Elder Gong and his perspective uh, from yesterday's press conference and the uh, the ongoing tours. And, Al, before I let you go, uh, you, you know your way around uh, politics uh, and uh, lobbying and interactions and, and consulting. Uh, and uh, you mentioned some of that ambassador corps and some of those political leaders. We know the governor of Maryland uh, uh, went through on a tour yesterday. Uh, what does that mean in terms of uh, this focus on uh, freedom of speech, religious liberty, some of those first freedoms, and how that really is encapsulated in, in what the Washington, D.C. temple represents? You know, that's a great question. I don't know what faith Governor Hogan is, but the fact that he would take time to come and be there, because he knows it's such a, a landmark piece and part of the community. And I think there is a general respect for all faiths, and the fact that they would take the time to, to come see the D.C. Temple is is so important. We, so we're having members of Congress, their days are next Monday and Tuesday. The Senate will be there on, on Monday, and the House of Representatives will be there on Tuesday. And they're all of different faiths and, and no faith. It, you know, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're all, we consider ourselves all God's children. And the respect and reverence that's shown through that building and people going through it and respecting other faiths, it, it's really been nice to, to behold. I, I didn't understand the magnitude of this open house until I was there yesterday with my wife to, to see it firsthand. It, it was really cool. I mean, we had people from all over, different faiths. And they were there just to just to be together. It, it was a it was a, a really unifying event. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to to speak to you about it, and, and thank you, Boyd, for the positive influence you are on the community because we need more Boyd Matheson for sure. <laughs> well, we can we'll have a separate debate. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a couple minutes for a rebuttal <laughs> on that one, Al. But uh, I, I appreciate your perspective on this, and Al, just uh, a final thought. 
what does it mean in terms of that local community, those local congregations that you're so heavily involved in? This has been a long a long wait. Uh, you know, again, uh, going back to 74, there was this that long build, and then they've been able to use it, and then for over three years and uh, not have access uh, to the temple there. What does it mean for these doors to be opened and ultimately – uh, as we get to the fall and the rededication, that opportunity to uh, be there again. We're enjoying the open house, boy, but we can't wait till it's over so we can get the building dedicated <laughs> so we can get back in there. It's been, it's been a challenge going, you know, and I, and I say that tongue in cheek because there's so many people across the world that have to, you know, spend a day or two to get to their temple. But, you know, driving to Philadelphia, New York has provided an opportunity to be in other cities. But it's nothing like having a temple right in your backyard. And I hope the people in Utah don't take that for granted. I mean, we we are chomping at the bit to get in there. It's a beautiful building, beautiful artwork, artwork that's representative of the community and the diversity that's here. It's it's really exciting. I hope you can come out here and see it. We we, we actually will be there. We'll be there. uh, We're going to actually broadcast uh, from our nation's capital beginning on Monday next week. We'll be there Monday to Thursday next oh. week and uh, so we'll we'll come track you down and uh, get some additional insight as we get members of congress uh, moving through and uh, have some of those conversations. That would be great. Awesome. Boyd, I know you're big you, Boyd, you're big time now, but if you can fit me in for a few <laughs> minutes next week, I'd love to see you. Game on. We we will take you up on that <laughs> for sure. And uh, I'm I'm very hopeful that now that you're a president of Land that I love, I hope we get to see you around here in the state just a oh, little yeah. bit as well. A- a- absolutely. And I and I hope I can come back and talk to you about that because that's that's equally exciting. Yes, we'll uh, we'll definitely have a, a deep dive on that one uh, for sure. Al Jackson, okay. uh, he's a leader uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, stake president in the Washington, D.C. area where he lives, uh, has some uh, nice Utah connections as well, and some wonderful perspective in terms of the community, interfaith work, and so many other things that are happening as part of this open house of the Washington, D.C. temple. We're going to go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, uh, of course, Russia's attack on Ukraine continues. In the meantime, China is strengthening its relationship with Moscow. Why? Ian Johnson from the Council of Foreign Relations is going to join us next to break that down uh, right here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.